He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis uh, with uh, 5 o'clock. And the uh, number one show at 5 o'clock. And this is a TriCast. 970 AM, The Answer. 770 on WABC. And uh, WLIR in Long Island, uh, soon to be named another name. Uh, we in the in the studio. We have uh, Peter King, King's Highway, named after <laughs> and, King's uh, College, King's, King's College. College, and and uh, and, the, and the borough of Kings County. Absolutely, wow. uh, you didn't know how powerful and, I was, John. And Judge Richard Weinberg, a common sense Democrat, and uh, nothing's you know, named after me. You know? Nothing's named after you. Uh, Lydia, I understand some breaking news real fast. Breaking news, WABC. I wanted you to play that music first. That's why it's not the breaking news. The Olivia Newton-John, she passed away at the age of 73. She suffered from metastatic breast cancer for almost 30 years. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful woman. This is one of my favorite songs from Greece. You're the one that I want. Remember this? I can hardly hear it. You guys got to turn it up. Uh, I understand we have Bill well, O'Reilly. The one, on the one that we want is Bill O'Reilly. He's a prolific author. His latest book, Killing the Killers, is still on the bestsellers list. Uh, welcome back to Cats and Night, Bill O'Reilly. How are you today? I'm uh, a little sad of Olivia Newton-John. I mean, she's a cultural icon. Grease is just a fabulous movie and play and uh, reflected the uh, time I grew up in, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, we had a lot of um, good memories of her and that project. You know, I bet that Grease would be like bands in the movie theaters now. You know, some of the kind of issues that they talk about there. You know, it's uh, a, a sad time we're living in right now with all of this nonsense. So I grew up in Levittown, as you guys know, and um, one of the big greasers in the neighborhood was Billy Joel. And he lived in the Levittown section of uh, Levitt, of the Hicksville section of Levittown, I should say. It was so vast, the whole the housing development, they had to have four post office. And uh, we used to see Billy up at what they call the stores, but Carmen Avenue, people know that area of Westbury and Levittown. And uh, he had the leather jacket on in August. Mm-hmm. And I used to go, hey, hey, it's 90 degrees, what's with the leather jacket? And he would take out his comb and flick his hair back. <laughs> and he was uh, of that era. I was a little more of an athlete, um, but it was uh, it was a gentle era, even though, you know, the greasers were had this drag race image and they were smoking and things like that. They weren't malicious at all. And I think it was a happier time than what we have now in America. Well, what happened to civility, uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly? I mean, we... We used to argue with each other. Republicans used to argue with Democrats, and and people used to kid around. I mean, some of the comedians uh, from the Friars Club back from the '60s and '70s, they'd hang them right now. Well, the root of our problems in New York City and the surrounding suburbs, all 16 million of us, is a collapse in civility in behavior toward one another. 
you can trace that back to rising crime, to uh, apathy, to rudeness in the classroom, teachers cursing, I mean, students cursing out teachers, that kind of stuff. And that all stems from the home. But when the home dissolves, as we have now in our society, because no longer is traditional family upbringing respected by the media, it's not. So civility itself is on the decline, and that leads to hardcore crime. It leads to strife between people. It leads to disrespect, and disrespect leads to violence. So that whole culture that we once had where we do respect each other's points of view, even though we disagree, that's gone. And the sad part about it is it's very hard to bring it back because if you are on the traditional side, as I am, you get hellaciously attacked. And a lot of people don't want to be in that arena. They don't want to stand up to that kind of stuff. The, uh, the woman who is the president of the former president of the ACLU has been talking about that issue. And she's been under attack. She says the First Amendment counts and everybody should respect the First Amendment. And she's being called out by the woke crowd. Well, the ACLU is no longer the ACLU we used to know. No, it's an advocacy far-left progressive group now in business to change the country. So what I think it is, is there's two issues here. There's the social issue, and you're seeing a lot of brazen crime by teenagers, young adults. I mean, brazen crime, you know, spitting at people's faces in the subway, uh, crimes they'll never be held accountable for, by the way. The police to go, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? They're not going to do anything about it, they being the uh, district attorney's office and, and whatever. Once you have that kind of fear on the street that you could be attacked, maligned, cursed out, pushed at any time, the city starts to decline. And we're in that decline now. There's no doubt about it. We aren't the society we were back in the Greece days where we had fun. Now everybody's afraid, and rightly so, because there is a subculture of violent younger people who will hurt you with no remorse, none. And, you know, when you have a, a justice system that doesn't care about justice and doesn't want to protect the citizens, and that's exactly what we have. I mean, the district attorneys in... Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan, they don't care about protecting you. If the crime isn't right, you know, if you're not in the hospital, um, you know, probably nothing's going to happen to your assailant. That guy that people beat up, know that. The guy that beat up the cop, remember uh, their 125th in right. Harlem in the subway, that video that went viral? That was a teenager in San Francisco. An elderly woman was beat down. One of the suspects, 11 years old. In Chicago, yeah. most of the carjackings, they're done by teenagers. Yeah, it, so yeah. There aren't any restraints now. So the actor Rick Moranis was uh, about a year ago walking on the Upper West Side going home, and a guy just went up and punched him in the face. Yeah, on Central Park and West. On Central Park I West. I know him. Yeah. Yeah, and but, nothing happened to the guy. Bill, what do you think about the governor saying that the judges should be re-educated about the bail reform law because they don't understand it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, think the judges understand. I think they understand it pretty well. I, I think they do, too, Bill. Yeah. I mean, look, again, we went, we've talked about this 
uh, on Katz's show many times. If you pull a lever for these people led by Kathy Hochul, if you want her back, then you are putting yourself in danger, period. That's what it's going to come down to, September and October, Bill. September and October, we're we're all going to be yelling out. Hey, Bill, this is Pete King. How do you think the Lee Zeldin campaign is going? Or the anti-Hochul campaign, either way you want to look at it. The problem with Zeldin is he doesn't have enough money. And that's worrisome. And I'm surprised that Republicans around the country haven't rallied and, you know, boosted his treasury because he's not well known. And so if people listen to him, I mean, he's got a law and order message. He's got a low taxes message, which should resonate. But people don't know who he is. It takes, look, in order to get people to pay attention to you, you have to do something dramatic or have enough money to buy TV time over and over and over and over. So people finally go, yeah, marketing surveys show it takes the average American nine times to hear something before it registers. Nine times. And Hochul is well over 30 million. Lee, I think, went broke during the primary. So he's trying to resurrect from that. He's got a million and a half now, Congressman. I think that's what he's got on hand. Mm -hmm. But Hochul's money is out-of-state money. It's oh, yeah. No, people she's... writing their checks here except for the real estate people in, in Manhattan. And God knows why. I guess they have all kinds of secret deals with her. She's a secret deal person. Well, we they, could be, this. they could be afraid of her also as to what she might do, so they want to sort of buy her off early. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't speculate, but she made a deal with a Jersey company for COVID um, vaccine or something. Not vaccine, but COVID something without a, any bids kicked them an enormous amount of money, and then they turned around and kicked right back to her campaign. So everybody knows that Kathy Hochul is in the fine tradition of Tammany Hall. Everybody's paying attention. But again, you know, the woman is not going to protect you. She's not. So if you don't want any protection, vote for Kathy Hochul. I think that's what's going to come down to in October and November that everybody that cares about New York, it's going to come down to who cares about New York, and we want New York, New Yorkers to feel safe. Well, we I mean, to- you know, people, you know, it goes back to the congestion pricing, and the MTA is t- trying to glom money from the people in the city of New York that drive below 60th Street. You know why they're glomming money? Yeah, I know Because exactly. nobody's paying the damn fare. That's exactly And why aren't they paying the fare? Because they're afraid to be on the subways. That's it. Or and the, why aren't the people coming back to New York City? Because they're afraid to be in the city. Okay, bottom line. So, well, uh, look, Governor you, Hochul, you gotta make, you know, you gotta make New York City safe. That's it. She's not gonna do it. No. She's a, she's a product of the progressive left, which believes the criminal justice system, not only in New York, but in America, is racist. <clears throat> And there are too many African-Americans in jail. And dope dealing and dope consumption in public is fine. Progressives aren't bothered by that. I mean, we had a case a couple of weeks ago in New York. The guy comes in with a ton of methamphetamine. He's out, no bail. So every dope dealer in the city knows they can sell their stuff wide open, even if a cop takes them in. 
they're out in two hours back selling their stuff. Bill, I mean, I, Bill, I don't know if she's a product kind of system that we have. I don't know if she's a product of progressives or a convert to progressivism. No, I'm going to tell you now. She's Does not a convert. Matter, I know her. She's a tough Irish girl, but she needs the courage to go against those uh, progressives, uh, regressives in Albany. But she she needs been, that courage. Before she became governor, she was nowhere near this progressive. She was county clerk. I know that. You, she, we both know yeah, her. I know. Yeah, I know she well. She is a yeah. tough Irish girl, but she gotta, she's got to just say enough is enough. You know, as a Not journalist, I deal in facts, right? And congestion pricing, it, it was done in London. Well, you know what happened in Todd pollution to go down? No. And Nassau County. Well, you finally got to have a DA there. Who knows her stuff, Ann Donnelly? Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm just making. I'm not bringing up Ann Donnelly. I'm no, saying you know what happened to Todd Kaminsky. No, right. But I'm saying and, and, the people and, and, in Nassau are smart Governor enough Hulk to elect somebody who's good. She should absolutely. And Bill O'Reilly, just just to go back a little bit to the congestion pricing. The congestion pricing, all it will do is just call more congestion around the surrounding area. That's what happened to London. It's a $20 tax to get there into central London. They saw little to no impact on the air quality. So if it didn't work in London, then why is it they're, they're trying to lie to us and say that it'll work here in New York City? Look, anybody driving into New York City now better have a lot of cash to pay because you can't park. It's insane. And now the subways are dangerous. Plus, you have to pay off the squeegee, man. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the city is spiraling out of control. And that's why people are fleeing and living elsewhere or working from home. They don't want to come back to the city. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's it's. In order to turn this city around now where we are now. You need almost a dictator to do it. Um, it's Where's really Rudy? frightening. I don't know. That's what you needed. You need another Giuliani. That's what you need. Bill O'Reilly, we've got to take a break. Nine o'clock. Right. I'm going to be listening to you nine o'clock tonight worldwide on WABCradio.com and uh, on BillOReilly.com and on whatever, on, on the app at 77WABC on your iPhone. And what are you going to talk about tonight? Well, we're talking about the migrants being bused to New York City from Texas. That's our lead story. Well, then, uh, uh, Mayor Adams should complain to the White House. <laughs> Mayor Adams, he's up against it now. Um, but it's an unbelievable story, and we'll open on Common Sense at 9 p.m. WABC right after Mark Levin tonight. I'll be listening at 9 o'clock tonight. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with Miranda Devine, and she's got some hot news.